courage. And the best way to have courage is to know that God is in charge and he wants the best for you. So sing out as we sing this song.
and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there that song of victory. Sing it out now. And how many of you are thankful that we have victory in Jesus? We can celebrate that, right? That is a good thing. And I love the part of that song that says when we've got a hurt, he can heal it. When we're broken, he's the one that will give us the victory. So today, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, whether you're in person, whether you're online, we want you to know that Jesus is the answer and Jesus brings hope to each and every life and each and every Situation. Well, we want to thank you for coming and gathering with us today uh, to worship with us. And we're looking forward to having an incredible time uh, with you today. And we just want to say thank you for making the choice to join us again, whether you're in person or online. If you're a guest with us today, we are thrilled that you're here. And we would love to be able to connect with you uh, immediately following the service. If you would come back to the Connection Center, just right out here to your right when you go through these uh, double doors. If you'll come over there, we have a gift that we would love to send home with you. And we just want to be able to learn a little bit more about you and maybe how we can serve you uh, during this time in your life. So if you would uh, come on over and uh, just stop by, uh, we'll give you a gift and uh, just say thank you because we want to thank you uh, for being here and being a part of our service today. If you're online, let us know, hey, this is my first time watching. Uh, I'm, I'm a guest today. Let us know that and we will send you out a gift as well just as a way of simply saying thank you and uh, learning more about you and how we uh, can have the opportunity to serve you again during this season and during this time in your life. Well, there's a lot of things that are taking place, uh, not only today uh, here at Harmony, but throughout uh, the next coming weeks. Moms, dads, I want to encourage you to remember uh, that uh, we have Awanas uh, back on regular schedule tonight. Uh, youth group is, is taking place uh, tonight. Awana check-in, 545. Uh, youth group, uh, student ministry taking place at 6 o'clock tonight over in Founders Chapel. Then we have a Man Church. For those of you that come to that men's life group, uh, you're, you're more than Welcome uh, to be here, be a part of that uh, this evening at 6 o'clock, and uh, we're going to be studying uh, a new life uh, of a man in the Bible, uh, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll have to come and find out uh, tonight, but we just finished up the life of Abraham, and it was absolutely incredible as uh, Rick Burgess leads us in the study uh, on, on the man church and being real men uh, that live their life uh, for Christ. So come on out, be a part of one of those opportunities this evening if you would like to do that. I want to let you know that on uh, 
uh, Saturday, uh, March the 5th, we have a, a celebration uh, of life for Leon Manette. Leon was uh, one of our uh, leaders here for, for many years. We still feel his influence and impact, uh, and, and we want to encourage you to pray uh, for the entire Manette family, that God would be with them uh, and uh, take care of them. But we want to ask you uh, to join us in celebrating his life on, on that Saturday, March the 5th, and more details will be emailed out uh, about that as to how you can be a part of honoring and celebrating his life. Then, ladies, we have a special opportunity uh, that's coming Saturday, March the 12th. That evening, uh, we're featuring Aspire Ladies, Con- uh, ladies Conference, uh, Amberly Neese. Uh, we have uh, Debbie Aldorf and, and uh, a worship leader that's going to be accompanying them. And we're going to have a special announcement about that uh, as we close out our service today. Uh, so we'll, we'll tell you a little bit more uh, about that before we go home. But before we continue in the service, again, I just want to say thank you for gathering with us today. It is great to have all of you here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today and uh, we just ask you uh, for your guidance, for your direction. Uh, Lord, uh, we we know that we have uh, people in, in different seasons of life that need different aspects of help at different points and uh, time. And Lord, no matter where we're at and no matter what season of life we're in, whether it's good, whether it's difficult, whether it's a challenge or or, Lord, whether it's the best experience we've, we've ever had, the truth is, is this. We all have a need in our life. We all need wisdom. We all need your intervention. We, we all need your help. We, we need something from you. So today, Lord, we just come to you and we ask that you would meet the deepest need that's in our life, that you would comfort those that need comfort, and God, that you would strengthen those that that need strength. And today, as we continue our series, Acts That Will Change Your Life, Lord, today we talk about acts of courage. And Lord, I ask that today you would help us to hear from you, and that when we leave this place, there'll be more courage in our life, in our homes, as a result of what we hear from you. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us one more time? And the question is, where do you get your courage? Hopefully it's from Jesus and only Jesus. Sing out as we sing. Who has the power to raise the dead? Who can save us from our sin? He is our hope, our righteousness. Jesus, only Jesus. Who can make the blind to see? Who holds the keys that set us free? He paid it all to bring us peace. Jesus, only Jesus. Holy King, Almighty Lord, saints and angels all adore. I join with them and bow before Jesus, only Jesus. Who can command? the name above all names. You stand alone, I stand amazed. 
Jesus, only Jesus. his name this morning, I want you to understand that he has the power to give you the courage you need this morning. His name is the name above all names, and it's power in his name that changes lives and changes the world. And if you don't believe that for yourself, I want you to open your heart and your mind this morning to the preaching and to this next song, because God loves you and he wants the best for you. And as Casey leads this last song, Think about how this applies to your life this morning. You can trust what he says and find confidence in him this morning.
right now, and I ask that you help us believe. As Thomas said, Lord, help my unbelief this morning. And Father, as we come here to stand in your presence and experience your power, I pray that you would work in our lives, that you would let us hear the message this morning and apply it to our hearts and our lives in a way that we need to. And Father, we just thank you for how you love us, for what you do for us. So in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. You know, we live in a society today that gives us all kinds of advice as to how we can change our life. If, if we buy the product, if we join the right club, if we subscribe to, to this service, it, it will be life-changing. And it seems like that, that people from all ages, all kinds of backgrounds are looking for an action. They're looking for something that would change their life. There's something on the inside that's missing. There's, there's something that's a void. And they're just saying, look, what could change my life. As a result of that, we try many things, and unfortunately, many are left still searching for that action, that thing, that person, that relationship that will change their life. Well, we continue in our series today just called Acts That Will Change Your Life. It's just actions, things that you can do that will bring a change to your life. When you, you look at your life, and we say acts that will, will change your life. Maybe today, as we talk about acts of courage, maybe it would be, look, here's what I want to do. I want to I live with integrity. When, when, we're, when we're surrounded by people that do anything and everything to get what they want, I'm going to make the choice to, to live with integrity. I'm going to go counterculture, and, and I'm going to do what's right no matter what what anybody else is doing. Maybe it, it, it's this. I, I live in a society that's trying to, to form and shape me to be something that I know that God has not designed me to be. So, so here's my act of courage. I'm going to be who God designed me to be. Isn't it amazing? We think of acts of courage as something that's outlandish, that's really outstanding, something that takes a great form of bravery, but sometimes an act of courage is as simple as living with integrity. Maybe it's being counterculture and saying, no, I'm not going to let them shape my life. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let God shape my life. Maybe when, when we look at acts of courage and, and, and we ask our question, what could I do that seems courageous? Maybe it's just to, to have the strength to keep on going one more day. Maybe that's an act of courage for you today, just to say, look, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to do what it takes to, to get through the moment, to, to make it through the minute, to, to continue in the midst of the struggle. Well, today as we ask ourselves what kind of act of courage that I could take to, to change my life, maybe to change somebody else's life. I, I think about a, a lady by the name of Irina Sendler. Irina lived in a, a country that, that we know as Poland. And back in World War II when the Nazis invaded and they came and began to make ghettos, literally what they, they were, and they would take all of the Jewish people and they, they would put them in those ghettos. They would take the children, they would take the moms and dads, they would begin to divide them out. 
Irina was a, a social worker in that country, and she said, I have to be able to do something. I, I can't watch all of these things unfold and, and take place. So, so here's what she decided to do. As, as a social worker, she had access to nurse credentials, and, and she began to utilize those credentials to, to sneak food in and to sneak medicine in, and she would go in and she would take that medicine and deliver it in the bags and in little boxes of, of wood that, that she could put together, and, and she would fill those things up with the supplies that she knew that she could get in. And she would take them in and distribute them. But here's what's amazing. Of all the pounds of medicine that she took in, of all the the food resources that she took in so that they could ration, of all the, the things that she was allowed to take in, the act of courage came in this. Over a period of time, she brought out more than 2,500 children in those bags that everybody assumed were empty. And those boxes that nobody ever looked to check. She knew that she was putting her life on the line because she wanted to rescue somebody else's life. She wanted to make a difference for them and and she would bring them back out of that ghetto and she would bring them into her country where where she could get them to another group of people that would get them connected to a Christian orphanage and, and make sure that they had a home and they had food and They had somebody that would love them. That's an act of courage. Some of you are thinking today, John, I could never do something like that. I don't know that I'm going to risk my life to, to rescue somebody else's life. Well, today, maybe your act of courage doesn't have to be something so strong. Maybe your act of courage doesn't have to be something that's so stellar. Maybe your act of courage is something that's simple, something that's in the routine, but something that needs to be done. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 3. And in Acts chapter 3, here's what we're going to discover. We're going to discover Peter and John, two early followers of Jesus, two fishermen that had been invited by him to to come and, and follow Jesus and, and they said, okay, we'll, we'll leave the boats and we'll follow you. And they began to, to be men of, of prayer and they began to be men that, that followed Jesus and, and loved Jesus. And now Jesus is, is back in heaven. He's ascended. And, and here's what we pick up Peter and John doing in Acts chapter 3 in verse number 1. It says this, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at, look at us. I mean, get, get this for, for just a, a moment. It's a, an early morning hour, mid-morning mid hour. It, it's, it's a busy time. They're going together. They, they've got a, a man that's now at this gate, and, and when, when we continue to read, we find out that this is this guy's routine. He, he's been doing this for 40 years, every day, 40 years, same routine. How many of you like to, to be in a, a routine? Yeah. 
How many of you would like to be dropped off at the same spot every day for 40 years? Yeah, some of you started to raise your hand and you're thinking, no, this guy's lame. He really can't do much on his own and that's what's taken place. He's being dropped off to beg, to ask for help. Peter and John are together. Peter and John walk up to the, the temple at an hour of prayer. It's, it's busy. People are coming and going. And all of a sudden, this man looks at Peter and John. And Peter says to him, look at us. In verse number five, the Bible says, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, look at us. So, so he did. Peter's thinking, take a look at us. We don't have anything. Take a look at us. You can tell by looking at us that that we don't have much more than what you have. But the gentleman looks at him, expecting to receive something from him. In verse number 6, Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We look at those 10 verses of Acts chapter 3 and, and we see people in the routine of life, people doing the, the normal things of life, the everyday setting and, and everyday situation. And, and here's what happens in that everyday setting and everyday situation. You see, they, they went to the temple to pray and it was something that they did on a, a frequent basis. They had passed by the gentleman maybe before. Maybe they had had some conversation, but this day is different. It says they were together in their time of prayer. It says that Peter said, look at us. He said, don't just look at me, but but look at both of us. Take a look at at who we are, at what we don't have. And and Peter said, "There's, there's, there's one thing that we have that could make a difference. And his name is Jesus. And I don't have any money to give you. I really don't have a, a, a lot of influence at, at this point to, to get somebody else to help you. But the one thing that I have is Jesus. So here you go. Let me ask you something. Would you have enough courage? Would you have enough faith to say to somebody that needs food, that needs shelter, that needs physical healing, that needs intervention in their life, but, but they're used to, to getting and relying on the donated goods of other people, the donated clothing, the donated food, the donated coins, the, the donated acts of generosity. Would you have enough courage and enough faith to look at that person and to say, listen, I want you to understand there's a big misunderstanding here. I know you've survived 40 years like this, but you got it all wrong. You don't need a coin. You don't need a sandwich. You don't need somebody to carry you home. What you really need is Jesus. And that's the, 
the one thing that I can give you. Because everything else I, 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 don't, I don't have. You know, when I, when I read the story of Irina Sedler that I, I shared with you just a moment ago, a lady who said, look, I'm a social worker and, and I can't do much, but I've got nursing credentials. And the one thing that I can do is I, I can't save all of them, but I can make a difference in some of their lives. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be willing to take a step of courage and I'm going to take something in so that I can get something out and get them to Jesus. Peter and John said, look, everybody else is giving you these things and, and you're asking us for things, but I'm going to be courageous enough to tell you, What you need is not a thing. What you need is a relationship with Jesus. So here you go. I've got the courage to begin to do that. Let me ask you, what would would courage look like in your life right now at this moment? Early this morning, a a picture came across Twitter feed, and and I I just looked at it because it, it, it captured my attention. And, and, and here it is. It's an act of courage that, that every one of us is, is more than capable of doing. But the question is, is would we do it? You see, right now, that, that's, that's a picture that, that, that you, you look at it. And right now, you're like, okay, th- those, are, those are people that are outside, obviously in a snow-ridden country, outside of a city, and, and, and they're, they're given a, a little bit of, of, of prayer. Do you know that picture is it's from the Ukraine? And that picture is less than days old. And the people are gathering, holding prayer meetings, saying, God, would you, would you save us? God, God would, would you intervene? Would, would you do for us what, what we can't do for ourselves? I want to tell you something. That, that, that's an act of, of courage. That that's an act of courage that, that every one of us would be capable of doing, interceding in prayer and saying, God, would you do for us what we can't do for ourselves? But the question is this, will we have the courage to do that? Will we have the courage to, to believe that that would make a difference, that that could change the circumstance you see, Peter and John said, we, don't, we really don't have the influence and the money and the means to, to do what, what you're asking us to do, but there's one thing that we can try, and it's one thing that, that you desperately need, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you Jesus. Irina said, I, I can't do everything to, to, to go ahead and, and keep everyone from, from harm, but, but there's one thing that I, I can do, and I'm going to do what, what I, I can do, and then we look at people today. We, we fast forward Almost 2,000 years from Peter and John being there and, and, and saying, rise up and walk. The one thing that I can give you is Jesus, so, so please here, take him. We fast forward to a World War II scene and, and, and a lady saying, look, the one thing I can do is, is take some food in and some medicine out and get some kids out. We look at people in Ukraine right now. So the one thing that we can do to have some courage is the one thing we desperately need to do, and that's to pray and say, God, would you do for us what, what we can't do for ourselves? That's, that's putting their faith out there. You see, that's really what courage is. Courage is, is putting our faith on the line. Courage is, is relying on a strength to do 
what we think we can't do on our own, but what God will enable us to do with his grace and his power. So let's just walk down through Acts chapter 3 quickly and see what unfolds. You notice one of the things that, that happens in Acts chapter 3 is, is acts of courage takes place. Peter and John said, look, silver and gold we, we don't have, but, but what we do have, we, we have Jesus. An act of courage that changed their life and changed the lives of others. How did it start? Acts of courage begin with focus. There's a, a focus of Peter and John going to pray. Acts of courage, they, they, they never focus on themselves. They, they never focus as to what's in it for me. It's not, hey, what can I get out of the circumstance? What can I get out of the situation? It, it, it's this. An, an act of courage begins with a focus. And for Peter and John, the focus was this. Their attention, their affection were set on getting in touch with Jesus. And you know what happens when we set our attention and our affection on Jesus? We can't help but see other people as Jesus sees them. You know, one of the, the reasons that we're not more moved to take steps of courage, to make acts of, of courage, is, is because we, we focus on, on everything else. We focus and we say, look, the need is so great and the need is far beyond my means. That nothing I could really do would make that much of a difference. Yet we forget that the one thing we have when we're a Christ follower, the one relationship that we have that can change anything and everything is Jesus. And we often limit that. We often question, is that enough? to help me? Is that enough to make a difference in somebody else's life? Peter and John are, are up and they're on their way to the temple and Jesus has their attention. Jesus has their heart. They're going to pray. They're focused in on him. When we focus in on Jesus, here's what happens. We begin to see others as Jesus sees them. You see, for many days, people saw this man as a beggar Tells us that in verse number 9 and 10, people had walked by him, and, and they see him up and running around, and they say, man, this is the lame beggar that was out front. You see, now they see him different. People walked by and handed him a sandwich. People walked by and dropped in a denarii because they thought, man, that's, that's, that's all I'm going to do because this guy's future is no more than that. Yet Peter and John had spent time with God, and they were going to spend more time with God. And they said, you know what? We believe that the great healer can make a difference, and we believe that this man's life can be different today than it was yesterday. So they take a step of courage. Let me ask you something. What has your focus what has your attention? What has your affection? How are you seeing other people? You, you look and, and honestly walk away with a, a truth that their, their act of courage began with a focus. But their act of courage takes place together. Sometimes we, we think that if we're going to take an act of courage, we've we got to do it ourselves. Acts of courage often take place together. 
You see, when, when we look at the Christian life, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That means when life is good, he's there with you. It means when you're in the, mo- in, in the, the middle of, of a, a, a movement that, in your life that you don't understand, when, when you're going through a struggle, when, when life is good, when life is bad, he's right there with you. We often just assume that when, when we need to take a step of courage, when we need to do something bold, it's because we're alone and, and, and we, we either have to do it on our own because nobody else is going to do it for us or, or we think, I can't do anything because I am alone. Here, here's, here's what it says. It says in verse number one, they went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The man saw Peter and John about to go into the temple again together. Peter said, look at us again together. And the man looks at him and says, you know what? I think I can expect something from you. You know, the Bible says that two are better than one. It says a threefold cord is, is not easily broken. But can I tell you something? In the Christian life, we're not in this life alone. And sometimes we might feel like we're in this life alone. Sometimes we might wonder if God knows what he's doing, if, if God is, is certain as to what he's, he's up to. But, but remember, it was... Him who said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. You see, Peter and John were together in their faith. Let me ask you something. Are you finding somebody else to link arms with and and be together in the faith? Are you finding somebody to walk through life with you that's challenging your faith, that's growing your faith, that's helping you be courageous? Peter and John had the courage together to believe that Jesus was enough. They didn't, they didn't try and, and take up an offering together. They didn't say, look, let, let's go ahead and, and, and get our resources together. Together, they believed that Jesus was enough. It takes courage to believe that Jesus was enough, that Jesus is enough. I wonder what would happen in our lives if, if we surrounded ourselves with people that believed that Jesus is enough. You see, they were together in faith. They were together in action. Peter acted. John looked on, but they, they, they both participated. The Bible says that the lame man looked at both of them. It says in verse number 11, Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. He hung on to both of them because both of them played a part. Acts of courage often take place when we're together with others that bring out the faith in us, that propel us to live a a, a life of courage. Acts of courage impact others. So what do you what do you mean by that? The, the act of, of courage makes an impact on, on others. Let, let's just walk down through it. The, the lame man is healed, right? 
That, that's, the, that's the first thing. The lame man was healed. The, the crowd is, is in awe. The, the, the Bible says this in verse number 10. It says, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. They're trying to figure out what's, what's taking place. They're trying to figure out what has unfolded. Peter could see the response of the crowd. They, they were greatly amazed. And, and, and here's, here's what happens. Peter and John are now being prepared for something that is a greater opportunity, a greater platform. Sometimes we miss out on courageous acts, and it really isn't that courageous because it only impacts us. Sometimes the, the courageous act that, that we're wondering about taking or not taking really isn't that courageous because it doesn't involve anybody else. It only involves us. You ever notice how, how we often tend to, to focus on our setting and our situation and, 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 and we never focus on what's going on in, in somebody else's life, how they're going to get along through the, the setting and, and the circumstance? We just begin to look and say, God, this life, it, it, it's, it's about me and, and, and what's in it for me and how is this going to, to impact me? Peter and John have, have been doing this long enough and they've walked with Jesus long enough and the church is still young, but they're experiencing this truth. Every time something amazing happens, people are what? Getting in trouble. And do you know what Peter and John are, are, are going to get out of this? They're going to get a, a questioning. They're, they're going to get a free night in jail. They're going to, to get a, a setting and situation where people are looking and saying, look, we can't associate with, with, with them closely. But, but here's what we see, that the act of courage impacted other people. The lame man was healed. The crowd was in awe. Peter could see their response, but Peter and John were being prepared for something greater. Let me tell you something. When, when we take an act of courage that we are not the primary beneficiary on, it's okay. Because honestly, this life is not supposed to be all about us. It's not supposed to be all about what, what we get out of it. It's not supposed to be how we benefit from, from everything. But what if Jesus would have said, Father, what's in it for me? If, if that would have been his sole focus. I mean, I mean he created us. He was, he was present at creation. He, he could have just said, look, let's start this whole thing over again. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to take away this thing called choice. <laughs> and, and we're going to make them perfect and, 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 and we're going to leave them that way. But he didn't. He said, you know what, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a way, and I'm going to do something for them that they can't do for themselves, no matter how hard they try. I wonder what our life would be like, and I wonder how many acts of courage it would inspire in, in other people around us if we begin to look at others and realize, look, I'm going to take an act of courage, and I'm going to do something for someone that they can't do for themselves, whether there's benefit in it for me or not. Acts of courage come from a greater strength. 
comes from a greater strength. Verse number 12. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. You see how this courage is just kind of flowing out of him? He says there, there's the courage to believe that Jesus is enough, and, and now that act of courage is coming from a, a strength that flows beyond him, and that strength is in his relationship with the Lord. Peter said, look at me, I'm really nothing. Why would you think that I could do this? I didn't do it by my, myself. Peter pointed out his lack of power. He pointed out God's power. And then he pointed out their sin and Jesus' sacrifice. How did he do that? Through Christ. Through Christ. That's how he did it. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which what? Strengthens me. You see, we believe that God strengthens us. But sometimes we, we say, look, I, I can't be courageous in this because I don't have the strength. And, and really, life is this difficult right now, and there's that much going on. So, you know, the Christian life is supposed to be the easy life. So I'm, I'm just going to go over here where it's easy because... If it's God's will, it can't be hard. That's, that's how we often live as, as Christians. We forget about following in his steps, that he's left an example that, that we should walk in his steps and that we should suffer as he suffered. We, we forget about characters like, like Job who, who knew what it was to, to love God and to live for God and, and to have some, some difficulty, yet they, they continued on courageously. You see, when, when we look at Peter and John, their, their act of courage came from a, a greater strength. And I want to tell you something today. If, if we're just looking to act courageously in our own right and in our own strength and in our own ability, here's a reality. We're not going to come out very courageous. Will, will fold the minute it gets tough, the minute it didn't go like we, we thought it would. Peter and John, they're on their way to pray. They begin to, to act courageously. How? Because of the strength that comes from the relationship that they had with the Father. From the faith that comes and flows from the relationship that they had when they trusted Christ to be their Savior. You see, I want to I leave you with, with this. Acts of courage are contagious. Why, why, does it, why does it matter if I take a simple step 
and I live with integrity. I'm courageous enough to be who God designed me to be. What does it matter if I say, look, I believe that prayer is the answer and Jesus is the one that that somebody needs. So I begin to say, look, I don't have resources and I don't have a lot, but I want you to know that I believe that Jesus is enough. So I'm going to be praying with you and for you. And I'm going to be in your corner believing when when you feel like you can't believe anymore and you need somebody to hold your hand and walk with you through it, I can do that. You see, that's courage, that's faith and action. That's what Peter and John did. And acts of courage are contagious because here's what happens. Peter and John went to pray. Peter says, look, we really don't have anything, but but what we do have, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And and Peter reaches out and picks him up, and the man's ankle bones and legs receive strength. He, He goes and he runs into the temple, and before he makes it into the temple, he's out on the porch, and everybody is looking, saying, how did this happen? This is the guy that's been at the gate every day. We've walked by him day after day after day. There's no mistaking him. And now all of a sudden, that platform that I mentioned a few moments ago that Peter and John are now on, because acts of courage are not just all about ourselves, and, and sometimes we don't get anything out of it in the moment. Peter steps forward and says, I don't know why you think we did this. It was Jesus, and he gives a sermon so Peter and John prayed. Peter and John brought the the message of Jesus to the lame man. Jesus healed. Peter preaches. People heard. And here's what happens. It says about 5,000 came to Christ. Think about that. So, in verse number 13 of Acts chapter 4, there's quite a stir going on. It says, now when they had saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, some translations use ignorant, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. So they commanded them to go outside of the council. They conferred among themselves And here's what they said. But so that it spreads no further among the people, verse number 17, let us severely threaten them. And from now on, they speak to no man in his name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So here's what happened. So when they further had threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. This man had lived for over 40 years and now his life was changed. Acts of courage are contagious. 5,000 people came to know Christ. The rulers and leaders feared and they threatened. What did Peter and John do? Did they back away and say, wow, we've been told we, we can't act courageously. We've been told that, look, this is, this is not 
the woke thing to do. We need to back away and we need to go hide in a corner somewhere and, and, and let a, a culture go ahead and dominate the culture that God had intended. No, that's not what they did. They said, we can't help but live for Jesus. We can't help but live for him. We can't help but speak the things which we have seen and heard and experienced in our own life. So rulers, we thank you for the time, but we're going to go tell more people about Jesus. And that's what they did. Today, we need people that are common, ordinary followers of Christ to just take some acts of courage, to bring out courage in, in other people. Peter and John were, were in this together. They were praying together. They were serving Jesus together. They, they weren't saying, what are we getting out of this? They were saying, what can we do to demonstrate acts of courage together? Jesus demonstrated an act of courage for them, for you and for me, when he went to the cross and he took on our sin and he paid the price so that we might have a personal relationship with him. Jesus died publicly in a humiliating, shameful way so that we might have the benefit of everything that he is and all that he has. The question is this, one, will we receive it? Two, will we live courageously because of it? Some of you would say, I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not talented enough to do that. I don't have resources to do that. And I would tell you this, that the leaders and rulers of Israel, people that were trained in the scriptures said, these guys are morons. They have nothing. They're uneducated people. There's only one explanation, and it's Jesus. And one of them has the sense to step forward and say, look, guys, you remember a while back something happened and we tried to stop it? If it's of God, there's no way you're going to stop it. So I want to tell you something. The world knows that they can't stop God and they can't stop a movement of Jesus. The question is this. Will we be courageous enough to say, I'm going to live my life for Christ? An act of courage that will change my life. But more importantly, it will change the lives of those around us. Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you today, and we ask you to help us to be people of courage, Christians with courage and conviction, to do what's right when others are doing what's wrong, to live for you when others say, hey, that's not the way to live life, to share our faith when it's not popular, to stand for you in a loving, compassionate way. daily as we have opportunity. Father, help us to be courageous. 
with heads bowed and eyes closed, today I just want to ask you simply, are you certain that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If there's never been a time where you say, I know I placed my faith, my hope, and my trust in him. If there's never been that time, today, I want to encourage you right here, right now, wherever you're at, that you would just say, Jesus, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, and I'm trusting in your death on the cross, your burial, and your resurrection for my salvation. I'm trusting you for that. Today, if you've never done that, I want to encourage you to do that right now. Don't wait another moment. A simple prayer, just just like I just prayed. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I know Christ as my Savior, but honestly, I need a little more courage in my life. I'm, I'm kind of swimming upstream where, where I work. I'm having difficulty where I, I go to school. I, I need to be a witness and, and have courage in my, my family because some are, are not Christ followers. Or maybe they, they are, they just don't want you to, to live courageously. The, the circumstance could, could be unending. You know what it is. So right now, let's just join our hearts in prayer and say, God, would you help us to have the courage that we need to have to live for you? Father, we come to you and we lift up our hearts. We lift up prayers from our heart to your heart and we ask you for help not to live comfortably not to live cautiously but God to live courageously to be willing to be like the the people of Ukraine if nothing else to to start a prayer meeting and to be willing to do it in a, a setting where it might cost us something God, help us to live courageously at home, at work. The places we go, to live courageously for you and in you and through you. Father, would you work in our hearts and in our lives and help us, we pray. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. I want to thank Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried, and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he 
will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, you're part of our Harmony online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.